Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master Dave, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Oh, boy, oh, boy, folks. We've got uh, episode two of The Manda Ahsoka. Oh, was that spoilers already for you? Oh, no. (laughs) How could we? Listen, who didn't have at least one or two major spoilers before they watched this one? Unless you woke up early that morning and watched it. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's it's actually kind of funny you say that because um, we we had talked about that a lot during Mandalorian and the spoilers and stuff that would get thrown out there. And then it, it seemed like we, we kind of entered this time where people really weren't spoiling anything, which kind of leads me to think that nobody was watching some of this stuff. Um, But yeah, as soon as uh, last week dropped, people really kind of, I think, got back into the the uh, social media aspect of this, I would say. Well, you got a lot of fans that didn't really care about Boba that were huge Mandalorian fans. So it's not surprising to me at all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So anyway, uh, chapter chapter six, episode six. Uh, let's see, what was our title? From the Desert Comes a Stranger. Not the Stranger, which is when you sit on your hand and, oh, wait, now I won't tell that joke. Um, <laughs> just a stranger. Uh, so, yeah, um, very, very interesting stuff here, but uh, certainly feel, felt like, uh, what, like a place setting or table dressing for other series. Yeah, like five other series. <laughs> I lost count. <laughs> yeah, very, very interesting what they're doing with Book of Boba Fett. But anyway, before we get into all that, so how, how's the week been going for you? Not too bad. Surviving the uh, the snowstorm of 78. I mean, the 2022 ice storm mm-hmm. that wasn't all that bad. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, <laughs> we had a little bit of uh, water leakage issues right before the storm. I had to scramble to fix last minute and... Yeah, we ended up staying with the in-laws because they have heat regardless of losing power. And yeah, it was a fun time. Not too bad. Got to watch everyone kind of panic and drive like idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, um, I I went out the day before to get whatever I needed. And then, um, you know, I was just like, as it started coming in, I didn't go out i didn't have any need to but uh but yeah I, I talked to a couple of friends in texas and you know they're you know quarter inch of snow that stops all progress i mean apparently mm-hmm. they got some pretty decent ice and uh one of them is uh is a teacher and the, he was you know from the midwest originally and talking about um it was it it's like they canceled school like 14 hours before, you know, the start of school. And he was like, well, I mean, you know, we would have had to have went to this in the Midwest. And then the next day they cancel school like 16 hours or something before <laughs> the, it's like, they give them plenty of notification when back when I was a kid, you had to listen to the, either the AM radio or, or whatever, uh, to, to get the school closings. Um, God, that seems like I'm really old, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, oh yeah, there, it's not like in the small town, our, our school was particularly, uh, tech efficient. So they could have yeah. had 
actual tech updates, but they just didn't. Uh, but yeah, there were times when I didn't know about a school closing until after I had been standing outside for the bus for like <laughs> 20, 25 minutes and it's just not coming and you're freezing your butt off. I actually remember one time it was closed due to a wind chill cause it was very severe and I had been standing outside for 20 minutes waiting on the bus. And it's so finally like, Oh yeah. Uh, th- they're, they just said they're closed. It's like, for what? <laughs> just now, just now. I've just been standing <laughs> out here all this time. I think I'm fine. Uh, and then I walked in and my nose fell off, but that's a different story. So, yeah, yeah, the, the snow, a uh, lot of snow. I think we probably got a good 8 to 10, probably 8 inches in total accumulation. Uh, and yeah, about the same as us. Yeah, but it rained so it rained a lot oh. before, so there was like everything was just wet, and and then it got icy, and then it snowed over it. So yeah, I I, I have not shoveled out my entire driveway, <laughs> so and I'm not going to unless I get the use of a snowblower because screw that. It's great. I'm letting my son do it as I record right now. There you go. Pretty good feeling. Yes, yes. Make the, <laughs> he wanted to help. Make the child do it. Um, we don't really have too many of the uh, neighborhood kids walking around with shovels anymore. Or, yeah. Well, I don't even know if I have any cash around here to even offer them if they were. Um, yeah, sure. I'll pay you guys for doing the entire driveway. All right, bye. <laughs> Come back later. <laughs> So, just lock your door. Uh, just, act like you're sleeping. <laughs> I owe you. Oh boy. But yeah, yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's that's the stuff. The stuff going on. I mean, uh, I did make it out last night. Went to a place called Pins, which is um, kind of a adult adult uh, video game place with mm-hmm. with drinks. So yeah, that place is a great time. Yeah, I had for, some. I don't think gay the audience knows that's actually where we went for my mm-hmm. bachelor party. Yeah, the one that we went to with you was on the other side of town. I went to the one on the other other yeah. side of town. But yeah, no, that was it. Was a lot of fun. We we played the uh, what did they call that? I think that's called like duck pin bowling. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a. Uh, that was definitely which we didn't do when we went for my bachelor party. I wish we would have. That was yeah. more fun than the arcade games, honestly. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think we just kind of camped out on the arcade, but but yeah, no, that was that was fun. Um, not that we record video on this, so I, I guess we could. Maybe eventually <laughs> we might do that for Patreon. I've threatened it, but I haven't. Uh, but I I got a I got a, a Gibson SG for really cheap, so that was fun. New guitar yeah. to add to the wall, play around with. Good times. New toys. New toys. New toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but aside from that, no, everything's been uh, relatively quiet. I uh, do have to say, though, uh, I guess sort of semi-free plug for, for these of the voyages, a Star Trek podcast just wrapped up uh, the... Their seasons are so weird over there in any of the the new Star Trek shows because they they keep um they keep like pausing seasons. So Prodigy, Star Trek Prodigy is a it's an animated cartoon kind of using similar like Clone Wars esque kind of CG sort of animation, which I was a little skeptical of, but it actually wound up growing on me. 
And uh, I got to say, they really hit a pretty, pretty decent home run with that show. So if any of you are like, uh, you know, you have kids, you want to watch a show with your kids, because it's not like you can really watch Book of Boba Fett with your kids. I mean, you could, but some of it's a little <laughs> you bit. You shouldn't. Some of it's a little <laughs> bit violent there. Uh, but Prodigy has been really, actually really, really good. Really, really interesting show. Just wrapped up the <clears throat> the um, mid-season finale, I guess, technically. It's like... The, they ran, they ran several episodes, and then they had a break, which apparently was due to some of the production time, like trying to wrap up the rest of the half season. I don't even know. And then they, they showed the rest of the episodes, and then there was like a finale, but apparently it's coming back in the fall, and apparently that's still season one. So I don't know that's what... That's a big mid-season break I, I don't know what the hell they're doing with that but they, they're doing this with discovery too and who knows hopefully they don't do that when they drop the picard show but i am somewhat glad that we do get get series over here that they just run to completion yeah <laughs> granted they're they're a little shorter sometimes but at least they do run them to completion so that's a positive for for the for the star wars Put one on the board for Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I guess at this point we should probably just, uh, well, actually, actually, before I get started here. So, but it was like a few hours after we had recorded last week's episode. I did get an email kind of about some of the stuff we had talked about uh, from Chase. And, uh, yeah, we had already recorded, so it's technically like a week late-ish, but um, so he had said, chapter four of Boba has me more interested than I've ever been since the show aired. Uh, kind of going uh, over the the back-to-tank stuff, which we, you know, talked about, and that's done, at least seemingly right now. Uh, despite this, I hope it will be a good indicator of finishing strong for the f- uh, first season. Um and then talking a little bit about, I uh, made a comment about Bryce Dallas Howard and her directing. Uh, I think like her Star Trek counterpart, counterpart Jonathan Frakes, and Jonathan Frakes was <clears throat> was uh, Commander Riker in uh, the Next Generation, and then movies and blah blah blah. Um, she is an actor's director. Uh, get gets what it's like to be on both sides of the camera. And, uh, you know, he seemed to really enjoy when, um, when, uh, you know, she had directed episodes as well, uh, hoping, uh, for more from her and would love to see her at the helm of a star Wars, uh, flick like her dad did with rogue one. So I think we, you know, we definitely talked about that quite a bit. Obviously, I, I think we were both sort of in agreement. It would be really good to get her a, um, an actual movie. And I think that that's been pretty well rehearsed through, um, throughout time here. Right. I mean, we've been seeing a lot of, a lot of people agree with that sentiment so far. Yeah. I would say a lot of people held, hold her in the same regards as Filoni and Favreau, honestly. I mean, (laughs) right now. Yeah. I absolutely think she truly cares about the content. Well, it, it is not the price tag, right? And it is an interesting distinction because Jonathan Frakes has has uh, 
directed uh, quite a few episodes of varying shows. Um, and I, I, I think the only thing with Frakes is, is that there, there have been a couple of episodes of like discovery that he's done, which I think, I don't think we're any better than the rest of discovery. And that, I don't think that's necessarily on Frakes though. I just think that's that series being kind of, a bit lower tier, unfortunately. It's just not as good as other other iterations, although this past season has was has been better. Season three was a real slog of discovery. But but Frakes, you know, being an actor, being a director, and and actually having a pretty, I mean by now a long and prosperous career, I think that is an interesting distinction because obviously Bryce Dallas Howard, she she was in uh, uh, the Jurassic world or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. the new Jurassic movies and then some other stuff. So I do think that that is an interesting distinction. Uh, there are actors who do take on that mantle and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I think understanding this sort of stuff from both angles can be very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can work with both sides and, try and smooth out all the issues that you know from experience could arise. And I think she does an amazing job of that. Yep. Yep. Same here, man. Same here. So yeah, thanks for writing in. That's been like the first email in like four years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You said email. I'm like, did you say that wrong? I did. Did you mean a YouTube comment? Well, the funny thing is is he could (laughs) have just texted it to me, but instead he put it in an email. Oh, so anyway, let's let's go ahead and jump into chapter six here, episode six of. I mean, we call it the Book of Boba Fett, but I mean, let's the Book of Mandalorian. (laughs) Well, and this one, oh, my God, look, just before we spoil everything, I can't I can't help but like say this. I was so, I guess, giddy about this episode. There were so many parts of this episode that just had me so excited. And I also think that this episode clearly is trying to give fans what they want without being just fan service. I think, I hope also important to, uh, to say here, this was directed by Dave Filoni. So this was Filoni's episode Mm -hmm. here. Which makes a lot of sense. Well, of course it does, because there's one character that he cannot let go. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) You know, I got to say, I got to say, I watched this episode alone, and I think my mouth was probably just ajar 95% of the entire episode. And there was a part of me, I'm not going to lie, that was a little annoyed, again, how little we saw Boba in it. But honestly, it's just too much to to be mad about it. It's just so awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm entirely with you there. So jumping in here, we get the, uh, the lean, the lean machine, uh, Cobb <laughs> Vanth himself, the character that Dave Filoni cannot let go of, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, kind of remind me, what did, what did you think about Cobb when we, when we brought him into Mando? What were your thoughts on him in the, in the Mando series? Well, honestly, my thoughts, the first thing I went to was it's not what I pictured mm-hmm. when reading about him. Um, I, I really want to be careful not to just 
rag on this guy because I think he's a good actor, but he's just the stature isn't there. He's like you say, kind of scrawny. Well, didn't really fit the Mando yeah. or the Boba armor very well. Yeah, but tall, tall, lanky, skinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just weird. Not as far as personality. I think he does a really good job. Um, it, it's about how I would expect Cobb to be in live action. So I'm a little torn with the character. I like him, mm-hmm. but it's it's a little goofy at the same time in a way. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the only, the only sort of thing I would give to that is that, you know, he is living in like this little tiny place in the middle of the desert and they don't have a lot of resource. So I guess in a way I could understand kind of how that could be maybe, you know, how he could necessarily be that, you know, that skinny or whatever. But yeah. again, I, I understand you kind of think about it as like, you know, why isn't he, why isn't he big muscle guy? Or, you know, it's like he, you know, you, you kind of want that character to almost be overpowering. I mean, when you thought about it in, uh, uh, he was introduced in the, um, the, uh, the aftermath series, wasn't it? Is, yeah. That was the yeah, first, the first time? book of aftermath. Yeah. Yeah. He, Kind of in the exact same situation Boba found himself in the beginning of mm. Book of Boba. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> Barely true. Barely alive. And, and really, when you think about it, based on how we met Cobb, it doesn't really... I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's on the verge of death at that point. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timeline-wise, obviously, he would have recuperated. But yeah, it does make sense, I guess, yeah. that he's a little bit smaller. Well, and I, I also think that they're kind of making him out to be a little bit more of like an older grizzled lawman, kind of like a Sam Elliott or something, where mm-hmm. he's still clearly dangerous, but at the same time, he's also not like a young man. Uh, and at this point, he also doesn't have the armor anymore. So he doesn't have the protection of the armor, which, of course, Boba Fett's armor basically only protects part of the chest <laughs> and like the shoulder blades. Well, and again, especially when you're a taller, lanky guy, it's like you have even more areas unprotected with that armor. Yeah, Boba's armor wasn't exactly well thought out, but whatever, it's fine, it's fine. It's like an RPG where you just pick armor that has good stats, not necessarily armor that matches and fits you well. Yeah, no doubt. So when we see Cobb here, we have a group of pikes who are exchanging some credits for... Uh, spice and my goodness how many people apparently did not know about spice in the star wars universe because there's so many folks like what dune 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 it's like yes we get that we get that dune very (laughs) spice is very important and yes dune was out before star wars and there probably was you know that influence and everything but like Spice has been a centralized part of Star Wars. It's it's the illegal narcotic that everybody traffics in. It's been <laughs> around. I just thought it was funny that everybody's like, oh, Dune, Dune. Oh, I just watched a movie. I haven't read the books, but Dune, 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 Dune. Zendaya. Go watch Solo. Just go watch Solo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it, when, when's Zendaya going to show up? <laughs> Hey man, she could be an alien. She could be anything she wants. I'd put her in about anything right now. Although I have yeah. not watched that Euphoria show that apparently I is like haven't either. really popular, like a bunch of druggy 
alcoholic high schoolers or something like that. It's like, look, I watched the OC when I was a kid. I know all about that. <laughs> I have no idea what the show's about, honestly. But yeah. anyway, it's supposed to be very popular. But um, but yeah, we have Cobb here. He takes out three of the pikes pretty easily with, with, with two shots. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, he yeah, well, <laughs> he shot first. All right, uh, he shoots first. <laughs> but yeah, so he he's trying to send a message. It's like this isn't your this isn't your track to land. You're not supposed to be here. Clear out. Um, he does allow the pike to take back the credits. Uh, and then the spice he just dumps in the sand. So old Cobb, worth, uh, old Cobb's more not than a his bro, town, you know? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not a bro. He doesn't want to just go spice, spice up, get spicy. That's what the mod should. That's what the mod should say. It's like, it's time to get spicy. <laughs> Are you guys getting spicy again over there? Got that nutmeg, man? Oh, I got you your spice. Yeah. I got you. You want the brown? You want the doo doo brown kind? You want some red stuff? You got the blue? I got some blues. paprika for you. This is sand. Ah, scatter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, we uh, we move from there immediately back uh, to Mando in his uh, hot rod, his his hot rod Naboo fighter. Which has gone around the rounds. I, I've actually, I didn't save any of it, but after we brought that in, there was a lot of talk on social media about, you know, th- they had the crowd like us who's like, oh no, he's a bounty hunter. Why would he not have some sort of cargo type ship? And then a lot of other people were automatically saying, well, he's not a bounty hunter anymore. It's like, what are you, what are you talking about? When did we, when did we get to that <laughs> point that we're, we're now not thinking he's a bounty hunter? Like when, well, what when else did we would say he that? be? Exactly. Yeah. And, and not to mention the last episode, he was, you know, dealing with a bounty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And granted, the bounty was more for like uh, uh, informational purposes, but still, he was mm-hmm. still doing that. And I, I, I mean. I don't, I don't know exactly how I feel about him being a bounty hunter versus not being a bounty hunter, but at the same token, it's, it's kind of one of those things where how do you automatically assume one way or the other? We just know that in the prior iterations of this show, he was a bounty hunter. He had a ship with a, uh, basically a carbonite machine. Um, and now he just has a hot rod. So if he does want to either have passengers or, take on bounties he effectively can't in the ship unless mm-hmm. he just takes a bunch of heads and stacks them yeah <laughs> he just stacks them up in there that w- that's what the little pods for <laughs> just head stacking <laughs> but I, I it was just such a weird thing to and, and people look you know we we don't engage much in social media because I, i'm personally a bit disgusted by a lot of what goes on in social media that debate was very, you know, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. It was, it was, it was like that across the board. What are we even fighting about anymore? I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> and it, it's it, again, it's it's not about bad mouthing the show or Mando. It's just one of those things that doesn't necessarily make sense. Now the the Naboo fighter is fine. It's a fine ship. Looks cool. Um, sounds good. 
but it also doesn't really fit what historically we've known about the Mandalorian. So that's why a lot of people have kind of jumped on that bandwagon, but it's not like degrading anything. It's just not what we're used to. And we're just articulating that. Cause I know we talked about it quite a bit. Yeah. And I, I've thought more about it. I think it's going to be a sacrificial ship in the next episode. <laughs> and I imagine Boba's probably going to get him another ship at some point if he ends up on top. That's, that's how I see it going. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's possible. I mean, we could, we could just wildly speculate and say that, I mean, what if the book of Boba Fett means the end of Boba Fett and then Mando just takes, oh, uh, jeez, oh, takes whatever new name of old slave one is. What the heck did we name that ship now? Do you remember what it was? Something burst. Let me starburst. Starburst. Sunburst. Fire spray. I don't remember. Fire, Fire spray. spray. That's what it is. So, Spray, not burst. Okay, fire space. So I'm sorry. I hate that name. I, I wish they could. I mean, just like call it, you know, I don't know, Phoenix or I don't know, <laughs> the Thunderbird or the Thunderbird. I don't know. I mean, the Megazord. Just to call back <laughs> to our mods, I don't. I don't know what you call it. I just fire spray. Eh, it's 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 fine. It's fine. So anyway, just back to the episode. Mando is uh, going to visit Grogu. That's something that we got in our last episode, and that's what he's doing here now. One of the problems that we have here is apparently we're not naming this planet yet. Now, in old canon, Luke's Academy was on Yavin 4. And Yavin 4 was kind of described a lot like what this planet is, like forested and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So I am calling this planet Yavin 4. <laughs> I don't I, agree. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I don't think it's been named yet. At least not that I could find in my little bit of cursory looking around before we started recording. So Yeah, I mean I, it's probably gonna be explained more i would imagine mm -hmm. when we get our new season of mando i can't imagine they're going to go more into this next episode with what's at stake it would be kind of weird yeah i i don't i don't see them doing any more in this about you know the stuff that's going on in this planet the stuff that we're not even gonna spoil mm -hmm. in this episode the good what'd you, what'd the, you think of the little the spider stuff. droids by the way uh <laughs> i mean look do i think they're interesting sure do you think it's creepy it's it's yes it is kind of creepy and all these things are doing is putting rocks on top of other rocks um, wouldn't that be good training for grogu to just you know no uh, you would think build the academy Nope, rock And by spiders. the way, that's a super, super tiny academy, unless this is just, this is the East Wing for the Padawans or something. Uh, like, yeah, just like the, the, the first hut, you know? This yeah. is this is where we, where we sit and, like, chat about your future hut. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, we have these little spider bots and his little construction crew. And we have R2, R2D2's here. 
And uh, R2 kind of greets the Mandalorian, brings him over to Spider Temple. Uh, spider bots make him a nice little bench that he can rest on for a while. And R2 turns off. Yeah. Uh, R2's just down. He won't say any more than he has to anymore. R2's like, I know you hate robots. I'm not even dealing with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, um, yeah, that's kind of a funny thing about R2. He's, he's a, he's, he's just a great bot. I, I know that like, we, we talk about like, you know, favorite bots and everything, you know, obviously, you know, choppers up there, you know, BD from, um, fallen orders, you know, up there for a lot of people, uh, who else? What other droids? You know, I guess there are a few C-3PO fans well, course, out there. Of course, Lando's bot was just the best. Oh, yeah, from the Solo movie. <laughs> uh, was it T-something? I can't remember the name of that 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 bot, his little navigator buddy. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, R2 is always up there. I don't – granted, maybe there are some – bots that are perhaps a little bit more violent like chopper that could probably do more combat <laughs> stuff but r2 r2 is just such a such a good bot man Gotta or you know bb8 where oh yeah bb8 can just yeah. hold his own with darth vader and battlefront it's great uh, yeah he can just roll, <laughs> roll around okay yeah ball droid so anyway um mando's kind of chilling on the bench and then we get Flipping Master Luke and Grogu just doing Force stuff. Which is what was spoiled for me at work Uh, on Wednesday. Yes, of course. Pretty bummed about it, but I kind of expected this, honestly. I didn't. We had talked about it. I mean, I I know we talked about it, but it was was still kind of at that point where it's almost a little shocking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they actually did it. They actually... I think it's just... I think it's just shocking the same way that it was in the season finale last year. Yeah. Just the fact that we're looking at Luke. Yeah. It's not even that they put him in the episode. It's just that he's in it, able to be in it at all. You know, it's it's still jarring, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so our Luke here, I just had this up somewhere was played apparently by two actors, Graham Hamilton and Scott Lang, who are the stand-ins for, you know, Luke, obviously with the uh, face, the computer Mm -hmm. face. Uh, Max Lloyd-Jones was the one who played him in The Mandalorian, so different actor. Uh, Obviously Mark Hamill coming in with the voice, but uh, definitely manipulated definitely oh, manipulated yeah. that voice so sounds a, a lot younger which um i don't know what do you think of that i i mean i thought it was done pretty decently i i, I think that it was all done pretty well and you know if you if you kind of just let your brain shut down enough to accept you know yes it's not realistic you can kind of see little bits and pieces that look odd, but the fact that we're able to have him back in the show is well worth any little quirks. And yeah, I'm sure someone's going to say, well, this person made a better fan service version of Luke for half the mile by himself. It's like, well, that's great. That's fine. But we have Luke. That's all that matters. 
<laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect. And you can see how far we've come from the beginning of Star Wars that we're able to do this. And it's just awesome, you know. Yeah, agreed. And and there there were definitely some times where it wasn't as smooth, but mm-hmm. I think it was I think it was better than in Mandalorian. I'll say that absolutely. Much. I think it was definitely. I think yeah. they learned their lesson in that. And um, it's it's kind of funny. So we're talking about that here, but we also have a character later that was not CG'd. However. There was somebody on Twitter who apparently does like a lot of this kind of like improving on, well, not improving on just uh, revisioning things. Mm-hmm. And he did a re, like sort of a reimagined um, guy at the end of the show. <laughs> and a lot of people kind of jumped on him about it, apparently. Like they didn't really care for it, which to be honest, like I, I didn't think that the edit was better personally. I understood what Mm -hmm. they were going for, but I didn't think that the edit was better. Um, But a lot of people were really jumping on them, on on that person, uh, too. I I wish I could remember the name, but I didn't save it. So there are a lot of really talented folks out there who will do edits, and sometimes they're better. But again, that that gets down to this, this BS where everybody has to, like, jump down everybody's throats about about maybe maybe I don't agree wholeheartedly. Like there there is a contingent of people out there that are really really gatekeepery again. It's it's like when yeah. we're we're kind of back to that a little bit, which doesn't make much sense to me because I mean, we we have things that we don't like about Star Wars and we have things that we love about it. I think that's any franchise. I mean, can any of you out there who maybe maybe you're uh, Stargate fans? Can you honestly say you liked every twist and turn in Stargate and its other iterations or, you know, Star Trek and all of its iterations? No, I mean, nobody can say that. But I did find it kind of weird that guy was taking so much hate for his for his edit. Um, While (laughs) we had the other dude who did the edit of Luke from Mando and it did look amazing. It was like, oh, screw Disney. Disney sucks. You know, they don't even know how to CG and all this stuff, you know. Although, I'm just going to say this, uh, put it out in the universe. I think ILM might be a little outdated at times. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I think that they need to advance more. Because they were the top for a long time. Mm-hmm. Long time. And I, th- I think that things are starting to maybe progress past that at times. And many yeah, and of these also, people are I mean, just doing I, it on their computers at home. Yeah, yeah. And another thing too, if you're if you're one of these employees who has a very strict timeline, you're not necessarily pushed for quality over just getting it out. Yep. And maybe you're not as passionate as you used to be about Star Wars or just the action of your job doing this anymore. I can understand why fan made stuff can be better mm-hmm. because one, they have unlimited time to do it. They can do it at their own pace yep. and they're only doing it because they're extremely passionate about the project. There'd be no other reason because they're not making money unless you're someone trying to essentially apply for a job by showing your work and seeing how viral it can be. I've seen that quite a bit with different medias, whether it be movies, video games, anything like that. But I don't really 
I guess I just don't care if someone does it better because I would kind of expect someone to be able to improve upon any of this. Yeah, and really. this kind of brings us to a, a minor conversation we had before we started recording about Kenobi because there was mm-hmm. a, uh, you, you had informed me of a, of a tweet that's been deleted from one of the executives saying, you know, talking about a May release for, for Kenobi, which makes sense. May the 4th. I think that would mm-hmm. be a good idea. And it is Wednesday. Which would also follow the Wednesday yeah, if you release Wednesday schedule, releases, which would be great. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But the the only reason I bring that up, aside from obviously it being news, is that's a series that everybody's really wanted. And mm-hmm. I would rather them make sure that series is the best it can be, even if it takes a little bit more time, than trying to throw things together. And you kind of hit the nail on the head. There there sometimes is a lot of rushing. I mean, the the Sonic movie. You remember no, how everybody yeah. like, oh, you know, basically they just they there was so much hate. And it looked terrible. It really did look bad. Yeah. And literally that entire team went back and completely reanimated everything for, for Sonic because it did, it looked like crap and I don't know how it looks now. It's I'm not interested in a Sonic movie, which I, I think they're actually doing another one, but, um, take your time. I'm in no rush. I, I do want Kenobi, but yeah. And I would, time. I, <laughs> I'm sure this is something that most people wouldn't agree with, but April rolls around and we get an announcement. Hey, we're postponing for a year, but I can promise you that um, the story is going to be much better fleshed out and well thought through. No plot holes, wonderful acting. Uh, we're going to work on adding to the cast or replacing some people we just don't feel are up to the you know, the caliber that they need to be for this. And we're able to pump out a few more episodes and add into the story and flesh it out a little more in that way. I would probably wait if I knew yeah. for a fact that that could happen because I want this to be perfect. It's yeah. extremely important to me. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that there's been any real talk of like disastrous stuff going on with Kenobi. It's just pandemic. But mm-hmm. I mean, we can, we can talk to rogue one. Because Rogue One was um, uh, delayed, rewritten, you know, at, at times. And then the same thing happened to a larger extent with uh, Solo. Solo was mm-hmm. reshot in, you know, certain instances. I mean, they brought Ron How- Ron Howard wasn't the original. I'm getting that right, right? That's who they brought in for Solo. Ron Howard? Um <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm That's j- definitely worth a Google before we throw that out into the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, no. Sure. I, yeah, I, I don't know why I was so unconfident about that, but yeah, no. That's that's exactly what happened. So, okay. um, but you know, they brought him in to to smooth this out, and sometimes that's the only thing. the The only add on to that is it doesn't ever seem like we get that last part that you said we're trying to make this the best it can be. These are some of the mm-hmm. mistakes. It's just like, ah, we're delayed. We're delayed. 
blah, 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 reshoots. And then, you know, everybody goes, runs wild with speculation, but whatever, it doesn't matter. So anyway, we probably should get back to the episode here because we have Grogu trying to get a frog. All right. Yes. He wants one of these one-eyed frogs real bad. (laughs) Which I don't know if I ever noticed that the frogs in this universe were one-eyed, or maybe that's just different than the ones we saw in Mandalorian. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) So... Grogu's supposed to be meditating with Luke here, and just about the time when Grogu would have had this thing in his mouth, uh, that's when Luke kind of like, you know, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing, little dude? And, And of course, I love that they wait for him to actually open his eyes to see it, because, I mean, come on, he he knew what was happening. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) But we get to that playful side of Luke that we always talk about, you know, the the non-canon Luke that we all loved growing up. And it's it's really cool to see that because I think we were all a little worried about it being a super <sighs> negative Luke. Of course, this is before a lot of the, uh, the events that caused him to be that way in the yeah. movies. But Yeah, th- this is a little bit more of a show-off Luke who had to then mm-hmm. levitate every single frog in existence, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Grogu's like, oh my. Like, well, if you actually pay attention and learn, you can do this, and then you can have all the frogs you can, do. You can be a complete glutton. All the frogs. The, the apex predator. The apex predator. <laughs> I, I thought it was a good, it, you know, and it, it harkens back to Yoda, where, mm-hmm. you know, Luke was trying to raise his X Wing and he couldn't. And Yoda shows him that it's, you know, size matters not. And, you know, you can do whatever you want through the force. And Grogu, although he he certainly knows how to use the force in a capacity, he's still a student. And this still amazes him that, you know, okay, so here's a master that can totally do amazing things. And, of course, the hope is, is that, you know, Grogu then can learn uh, from there. Another thing I thought was kind of... And you mentioned it. Talk about uh, Yoda references. This episode is riddled with amazing references. And they were all very well done. Not fan servicey. Hey, you remember Yoda's a character? Like, no. Hey, remember this from the movie specifically? You remind (laughs) me of someone. He was short, too. (laughs) I did think it was funny when when they're walking, doing this little walk and talk in the forest. (laughs) And, you know, Grogu... Luke's just throwing him with the force. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was, that was actually, that was actually pretty, well, I mean, it's, it was well thought out because at the end of the day, uh, I am small and slow. Yeah, I- exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, we've commented on that in the Mandalorian when they're, when they're just out, you know, walking, it's like, geez, Mando must Is be down there just it. running. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was pretty, it was it was pretty cool. But yeah, we get references of you know he you know Yoda used to speak in riddles, um, mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. And then we actually get a bit of a flashback where Luke assists Grogu remember some of the things that he's blocked out, and we get this uh, this scene of you know basically Order sixty six, and there were three Jedi who. Uh, were kind of protecting him or t- attempting to protect him, which I got to say was such, I mean, it's just such a throwback because at this point in the galaxy, in the galaxy's history, we don't have a ton of Jedi and it's so far removed from the prequels 
But to see just like three Jedi here just swinging sabers around was kind of cool to see again. Yeah. I mean, we've totally seen yeah. it, but it was just really cool to see it here in this this very limited uh, view. Yeah, totally agree with that. That was an epic scene, and I hope we get more flashbacks like that. I know we've been ragging on flashbacks in this show, but <laughs> that's actually a flashback I want to see Flashbacks more we actually care about. Um, yeah. And, of course, this will be, you know, carried into Mandalorian. I don't think we'll see any more. Will it? In Book of Boba, but we'll see. It depends on... I don't know. See, I, 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 I know. think I think the thing about leaving this in Mandalorian, I think that takes away from Mandalorian, although, you know, we're obviously taken away from Boba Fett. But when we talked about this show looking like it was going to set up a bunch of different series, it kind of almost feels a bit like... We're getting a Luke series. That would be <laughs> awesome. I mean, who would complain about that? Who? Oh, there would be people. <laughs> there would Not me. Where's Mara Jade? <laughs> Bring... <laughs> Bring back the solo twins. What? Wrong universe. <laughs> so, yeah. but no. I mean, yes, I would love to see that, but yeah, this oh, yeah. would be an amazing series, especially if we can get a little bit of Ahsoka in there too. Yeah, yeah. Which we already have. Shh, don't, Jumping don't, ahead don't, a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I think that it would be interesting to see just a Luke series and kind of get a little bit more um, of this training and, and bust, at, bust it out away from Mandalorian. That, would, I, that I think would be yeah. cool. Um, Grogu kind of awakes, though. They've changed changed scenery here. He, he apparently was out for a bit. You know? <laughs> Partied a little too hard. Yeah. Oh, man, those flashbacks. Ugh. It's like the 70s all over again. Give me a Tylenol and coffee, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Ibuprofen. <laughs> but I do like here, you know, Luke is... Uh, you know, continuing to, to, for this sort of almost like this push, I can teach you how to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And then we flash back to the Mandalorian. He's laying down on his little shelf in the most awkward, like ha- fist hands at his side, sort of <laughs> laying fashion. And then of course, yep. Like you alluded to, we've got Ahsoka, uh, Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka here. And that's kind of what we were implying in the beginning. Of course, Dave Filoni directed this episode because he mm-hmm. just can't let the character go, which is fine. Yeah. And I, I don't know what you thought about about this, but I, I think in this particular episode, like I kind of saw Dawson attempt to do a lot more of Ahsoka's mannerisms from you know from the animated series. Like there were just certain ways she held her hands and you know yeah. that sort of stuff that. It was just kind of neat to see, you know, if you really look hard at it. Yeah. I mean, I really appreciate the Ahsoka stuff. The second I saw her, I got this mixed bag of emotions like, oh, you're in it too. Why are you in it too? This makes perfect sense why you're in it too. I'm okay with this. Because really, you needed that bridge character with Mandalorian being there too. Well, for me, I mean, we had talked about this before about, you know, did Luke ever meet Ahsoka? Well, very yeah, clear. And now we have our answer. Which which was amazing. We even had a little part in here where she um you know, she what it, what was the exact wording like, you know, you you're like your father or you remind me of your father, something like that. Yeah. And I just thought that was that was so cool. Although the internet in its gross way had to make things weird. Uh. Um, there were, there was one tweet, uh, 
you know, with, with a picture of Luke and Ahsoka standing there. It's like, I actually think it might've been a YouTube video. It doesn't matter. But anyway, it was like, did Ahsoka take Luke's virginity? Oh my God. It's like, please stop. But we do get from the dialogue here, a bit of a hint that they had just recently met. Yeah. Based on what Luke says near the end, you know, will I see you again? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it. I think it's it's amazing that they that we do have this moment where we clearly know now that they did indeed meet, because it, there's that pretty pretty well, I guess we'll call it famous meme that went around of like alternate universe had Anakin not went bad, and there's like Anakin and Obi Wan and Padme laughing in like Luke and Leia are on the floor, Ahsoka's like playing with him and stuff, and y- yeah. you kind of get that family picture in the bridge between you know, Anakin and Luke now being Ahsoka. Uh, and although Luke did meet his father, it was brief. Ahsoka knew him for many years. Mm-hmm. And she knew... And of course, to to him, that would be very valuable to get to learn yeah. more about him. And it makes a lot of sense because, you know, obviously this isn't necessarily canon anymore, but Luke did write quite a bit about his father and his exploits yeah. in some books. So this actually explains that in a very cool way, why he was able to learn so much. Right. And then the other thing too, is she knows a lot about Obi-Wan as well. Yeah. Which is, which is, uh, really, really neat as well. Although Obi-Wan, you know, we've, we've seen, uh, him appear to Luke as a force ghost, uh, quite a few times. And we assume that probably has happened since, but again, you know, living, breathing link to the past type of deal. I think, uh, I think was, was really neat. I, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Absolutely. You know, another thing that's kind of funny to think about is um, <laughs> just the fact that this being Book of Boba, we have Luke in a story about Boba Fett and based on their past. I just think that's funny that we have a character that's friends with both of them and mm-hmm. like there could be a reference like, well, I know this guy on Yavin 4 that might be able to help you out. <laughs> No. Yeah. No, I don't want his help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, let's see. Well, anyway, we, we do kind of get into a little bit of this um, Mandalorian versus Jedi code. And Luke knew that Mando was on the planet. And then eventually Grogu knows as well because they see the ship. However, the reason Although why... Although that doesn't make sense because Grogu would have no reason to think that was him based on the ship he was well, flying. I think, he, but I think it was more of a feeling. You know, he, he yeah. more felt him. And then obviously he knew for sure because Luke talks about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but Ahsoka intercepts the Mandalorian in the beginning as a way to kind of like sort of usher him through this process too. It's like, you know, if he sees you now, that could you know, kind of adversely affect him in the long run because he's very connected to you. And uh, so Mando does make the choice to not meet with Grogu. However, he does leave him a little present, which I thought was the ball from the ship in the little hanky, but it was not. Boy, were we wrong. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about it here in a second. I want to talk about Grogu jumping. Yes, I love this. This is probably... One of my favorite scenes in the entire episode, especially with how it ends with Luke showing him the potential. Yeah. And obviously a throwback to Dagobah, which was just awesome. Well, I mean, he did also have Grogu in a backpack, just like Yoda. So yeah. that was 
that was fun. But yeah, pretty much the exact same choreography that he used yep. and everything. Yeah, this little uh, this little hop, couple of hops, <laughs> and not not really using the force was funny. But yeah, then Luke shows him, um, and I, I mean, I kind of wish they would have done a little bit more like force jumpy yeah. stuff. If I'm just being honest, I mean, it was fine, but it was like this kind of looks like something I would just expect a crazy athletic person to do if I'm just being honest. Yeah. I mean, there was a little bit more of a floaty jump here and there, but it's like, I want like big jumps, big, huge right. jumps, which is something that's, I guess, other than like the prequels, you'd never see much of in the star Wars universe. Yeah. I mean, the animated stuff, obviously you do because it's easier to do, but yeah, I mean, we've never really gotten to see Luke do an amazing jump which is kind of sad. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, again, we're, we're rolling through a lot of the philosophy of balance and, and so forth as we're kind of in the trees and the winds moving through the trees and everything. And, uh, you know, that through the forest, Grogu can also find his own balance, which, which I think was really neat, uh, just to get a little bit more of that Jedi philosophy. And then, hilariously, this this episode just keeps continuing with this training montage. We get, you know, we we get Grogu doing the crane, we get Grogu yeah. with the training <laughs> the training uh, ball, which was really neat, and we even get Grogu really working out, you know, doing flippy spinny Yoda stuff. Yeah, I mean it. It's so awesome to get to see Luke be able to train someone from Yoda's species. It just seems like full circle to me yeah, in such an awesome way. And I was really hoping they would eventually get to this point where it's like, okay, Grogu has to be able to do, you know, a lot of form four acrobatic stuff. Eventually we need him to get trained pretty quickly if he's going to be useful at all. And I, I love how they did it. And it wasn't super cheesy. It was actually really well done. Right. I also got to say this part where Luke, uh, you know, is kind of showing him some of, you know, some saber combat here, some shadow boxing saber combat <laughs> was uh, was really, really cool to see as well. You know, yeah. we talk about, you know, igniting the lightsabers and everything, but it's it was really cool to just see that little montage uh, before we get the the flippy spinnies out of out of little little Grogu here. Um, yeah. Another thing we kind of uh, glossed over, I guess, probably just didn't think about it till this moment. Uh, when Mando's talking with Ahsoka, we get the reference like, hey, I thought you said that we shouldn't train him. You wouldn't do it. Why are you okay with Luke training him? And she's like, well, because it wasn't my decision and I'm not going to question him. But he's questioning himself when they have this conversation, whether he's doing the right thing. And it's kind of cool to see a side of Luke that I don't think many do other than in the movies, because he's not this wise master of many who's completely sure of his decisions. He's, Mm -hmm. he's not sure if it's a good idea to even bring the Jedi back at this point. And I thought that was a really cool moment. Yeah. And you know what else is cool? Mm. Just shooting lasers at your Padawan without warning him. (laughs) I also like the little part when he shows him the training ball and like Grogu just sort of like rolls it back to him like he's yeah like he, like they're playing, playing fetch up. or something <laughs> like that. But uh, but Grogu seems to be a, a relatively quick learner. Um, mm-hmm. The second time the ball attempts to uh, shoot at him, he does flip away from it. 
and we kind of see him then jumping from rock to rock and then finally using the force to destroy the remote. So again, I I think, I think Luke had said, I don't remember exactly how he said it, but he was like (sighs) kind of something about like, is, is his heart in it? You know, I, I think Luke sees the potential and it's like, I don't know. Is this, is this kid really wanting to do this? You know, is, is it really in his heart to continue here and, and like make this happen? Cause I'm clearly seeing, you know, that he can, but will he continue type of deal, which I think is interesting. Yeah. And I mean, he really, he drives that home when he's talking with Grogu about, cause he has the option at any time to leave, to be a foundling instead of a youngling. And I mean, he, he's acknowledging the fact that he already has a strong bond with Mando with that creed. And he's not even sure himself why he's choosing to be a Jedi over a Mandalorian. Yeah. So we, we generally have the episode up, you know, just to kind of remind us of things. So he does have Luke does say this. It's more like he's remembering than I am actually teaching him anything. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting as he's sort of talking with Ahsoka here. We don't know how much he was taught in the temple. We don't know how much he's repressing from that time. We know that he is repressing, but we don't know how much he was actually taught. So, yeah, is Luke teaching him? Probably. Mm-hmm. Is he remembering some things? Probably. Is some of it instinctual? Possibly. Um, well, it's kind of similar to what we see with Cal Kestis in Jedi Fallen Order. He mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily learn new things from a master. He's kind of just uh, knocking some rust off. And as he performs these acts of a Jedi, he remembers everything that he's started to kind of give up. Then he, then he gets <laughs> from- sweet ponchos after defeating bosses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, you you're right. Yeah, the they they kind of did that through sort of wasn't quite like flashback scenes, but it kind of was those little training scenes for new skills. Yeah. So yeah, very very I uh, that was that was a great game. Looking forward to the mm-hmm. second one. Uh, Definitely. So any anyway, but Luke does say sometimes I wonder if his heart's in it as he's holding this little package you know that mando had given Mm -hmm. to him and i almost felt like there was a little bit of an annoyance in luke with with mando it's like you know when when he kind of talks with ahsoka about the mandalorian being here um i don't know exactly 100 what to make of that maybe i mean because luke's not really he 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 doesn't he's not really going to understand any of the old sort of potential prejudices between Jedi and Mandalorians, because that's not his mm-hmm. time frame. Maybe more of like an annoyance in the, maybe the scope of like, this could really crush, crush my teaching here. And, you know, then I think eventually he comes up with this choice that he's going to present Grogu with. So, yeah, I don't know. I, it was kind of an interesting, an interesting sort of very small thing for me with Luke. Yeah. You know, just kind of jumping back a bit. Did you feel like when he was unlocking these suppressed memories, 
that we could have potentially seen Grogu speak because I kind of felt like yeah, that maybe. was on the table. Maybe. Because he is, he is in his 50s. Obviously, we don't know a lot about his species, but realistically, wouldn't you think if he's able to learn how to fight, do all these acrobatic feats and everything, and he's being trained at the academy, wouldn't he be vocal at that point? Uh, it, that's that's possible. I feel like if we get more in Mandalorian or if we get a, an independent series, I think we will hear him talk eventually. I just... yeah. That's, they're kind of they're a, totally gonna do that backwards speak though, in like a croaky voice, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the idea of the lore behind that being. He learned to talk that way because that's how his people talked, or maybe his master talked like that, or something like that. Not, you know, what I'm saying like. <sighs> I don't yeah. feel like that mannerism is something that you'd be born with. I just want to see, fi- you know, I just want to see like when his voice comes out and it's just, it's Phil Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Frogs give me. <laughs> no, 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 just straight up Phil Lamar. Just no, no, no backwards speak. Just, just Phil Lamar. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> I want that frog. Give it, give it to me now. I need that frog. Uh, I want, I want both of those gifts, Luke. I want them both. Just has like a real deep bassy voice. I think that'd be hilarious. Luke just gets up and walks out of the room. Like I, I, I need to, I need go to process need to this. Process. Hold on. Well, so in, in I need to meditate in the Prodigy series, there, there's a character called Rock Talk, and it, it's like this giant rock creature. But when they finally give it a voice, it's like this little little petite girl's voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I just want the antithesis here. The little tiny green alien is just like this really deep, deep bassy, like James Earl Jones comes back and just, <laughs> and uh, that's how we reintroduce James Earl Jones to the star Wars universe. <laughs> Shout out to James Earl Jones. That'd be, that'd be fun. You know, just something like that. Some, some really deep voice. I think that would be hilarious. They'll never do it, but I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah. They get Gilbert Godfrey to come through and just like... Oh, my God. No, shut up. Master Luke. I can't even do it. I'm not even going to try. I'm going to cut that. I can't I can't do Gilbert. I'd, I'd have You're to practice that one. You're everyone's eardrums. That's fine. Uh, so, anyway, uh, as we move away from totally not Yavin 4, but obviously Yavin 4, uh, we get a cameo. In the book of Boba Fett, we get a cameo by Boba Fett. Yeah, it's great to see him reprise his role for five minutes. I mean, kind of. I mean, he wasn't even here, but yeah, we, we have this council. We've got we've got BK uh, Boba yeah, Fennec. confirmed that he's part of the group now, which is awesome. Which is I feel like him and Mando could pretty much take care of ninety percent of Dude, the issue alone. If we just got like <laughs> BK and Mando going off in adventures, what if we, in season what if we put and BK and Mando season three? Why not? Well, if they do that, then we're going to... Especially if you kill Boba. Yeah, if we do that, we're totally going to have, like, Afra at that point, and then it'll just get crazy, (laughs) which I'm... Yeah. You know, that's another thing. We talked about this, but a lot of people thought when when BK came forward, a lot of people's instant reaction was, where's Dr. Afra? Dr. Afra forever, which I like Dr. Afra, and I think Dr. Afra would be great in live action. I think it would be like a... 
like a potentially less crazy, but similarly psychotic Harley Quinn. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think that it would be cool, but just that probably would have to be its own, its own series. Um, yeah. Oh, and also by the way, just speaking of how awesome BK is in this scene, BK is just always pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at his face. He is just perpetually pissed. <laughs> well, I mean, even in the last episode, he was just chilling at the, at the bar drinking and nobody was even talking to him. And he, he just gets angry and rips off people's arms sometimes, you yeah. know? Sometimes he just has to rip arms off. It's a Wookiee thing. Oh, you know what? I heard this conversation at one point. There were people that were talking about who would win in a fight? BK oh, or Chewbacca? And, yeah. And I think, at least in the context of that discussion, they were all siding with, with BK. Now, I understand that because he's he's like a gladiator champion guy. So right, and he's bigger, looks bigger. Um, but I don't I don't know I don't know how you how you really power scale Wookies. That's not a discussion I even wanted. That's a big rabbit hole right there. I ain't trying to go down. What's the but power yeah, level? I mean, I've What's the power it. level of BK versus versus Chewbacca? It's it's like. BK shows up and he flips down his visor. He's like, oh, he's over 9,000. How could this be? He's smaller than I am. BK gets really pissed off and his hair turns yellow. <laughs> Their entire body just like turns yellow and just spikes out, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. All the hair gel in the world. So anyway, back to our scene here. Uh, we also have the mod squad. The uh, Mighty Morphin Mod Rangers. Uh, Which are starting to seem even less impressive based on the counsel that he's getting around him. Yeah. Which is sad. Well, <laughs> you know, and, and they're fine. They're just they're just street enforcers, basically. You gotta have allies and they're 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 okay. Yeah. They're they're a step above the Gamorreans, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Gamorreans are pretty strong in this. Yeah. So we are, we're discussing uh, kind of the problem with the pikes here and Mando comes in and, you know, they're looking for fo foot soldiers. Like, I think I know where I can find totally fine people. You remember that guy from like forever ago? It's like, no, I wasn't in the series then. Who are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah. The guy who, with your armor. <laughs> uh, just go talk to Dave. He'll fill you in. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So Mando goes uh, goes back out and meets with with Cobb Vanth, who um, you know initially really wasn't interested in in kind of joining this. Like you know, there's a peace. We even have our stupid deputy here who's like, "You can't park that thing there. That's not where we park our deputy. ships." Well, he's dead. And why did we have look? Well, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, I don't have to hate him again. <laughs> he. He is 100% dead. He reminded me, you remember in Tombstone when they have the shootout at the OK Corral and there was that yeah. one re like really super tan blonde guy? That's who yeah. I envisioned this guy as, you know, with the wide <laughs> eyes, he's looking around and he was like the, I don't remember if he, he wasn't the guy who shot first in, in that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the deputy guy just had the shifty eyes at the end and he totally got blown away. But anyway, so... We have this conversation in Freetown. 
Yes. Freetown. <laughs> what? We call it Freetown now because we're free and it's a town. Oh. It sounds like something straight out of like the Fallout universe. Super low effort put into naming their towns. Yeah. This is called Freetown because we're free. This is called Nuketown. Guess why? <laughs> yeah. Well, it suits, it suits them better. So Mando is trying to enlist their help. Um, he does wind up leaving, but at this point, Cobb kind of wants to call a meeting of everybody. So seemingly it's like, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll have a little town hall meeting, you know, put it to a vote. You know, the ballot boxes are the most secure ballot boxes <laughs> in the entire history of Freetown's got elections. A little sand. They got a little sand in them, but they're <laughs> legit. They're totally, they're totally legit. Uh, it won't come out that all the pieces of paper say yes because I want them to be. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, just a little, little, little fun humor there. But then we get the man coming from out of the desert. The the get it's the the guy. The title card. Look, I gotta say something here. And you knew the second you saw the silhouette who it was. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There was there was no question. But I love this scene so much. And and look, I am not a Cad Bane fan. Really? I've never have been. You said it. I did. Yeah, I was trying to be as, as nonchalant as possible. But look, this was r- like really cool, straight up Western, showdown, high yeah. noon, middle of town this type was, of deal. This was an epic Mandalorian episode yeah. ending. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we have the face off uh, between Cad Bane and Cobb Vanth. And, and the whole thing is. And the deputy. <laughs> well, yeah, and the deputy, and it it is really tense. And all they all they needed was like some spaghetti western like string arrangement to come in <laughs> here and just like hype it up, you know, have like the whistling guy in the back. You know, I can't whistle; my lips are too dry right now. But just have like this this little whis- whistle and like you know a a tumbleweed tumbles past, you know, and then in comes the French horn. <laughs> yeah, just that sort of thing. Um, and I just love the dialogue because, like, things just start going downhill so quickly. Like, every time Cad speaks, like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Oh, he just said he shouldn't have given away his armor. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was somewhat interesting about this dialogue and then even the eventual conclusion is that the Pikes seemingly are trying to give them an option out. It's like, just leave us yeah. alone. Let us run our stuff and you're good. So it's not like they're trying to outright just murder everybody. You know, and Cad Bane here is even like, you know, if you just like let everything be cool, I'll just walk away. We'll it's, pay you and we'll pay you, you know. It's, yeah. It's not even like I'll kill you if you don't do it. It's like we will make you pretty rich yeah. in the process. Well, and then Cat also says something important here, too, about Boba Fett. He's like, Boba Fett's a cold-blooded killer. He worked for the Empire. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was, I think that that's an important thing that we've talked about over and over. Like, this new reformed Boba Fett is not historically how he's been. And uh, coincidentally, dude, I think uh, eventually we need to get some cosplay on, and we need to get these holsters and these blasters at both Cat. Yeah. And uh, Cobb have, and we're going to do some some makeshift cosplay stuff, go to a con. I think that'd be pretty sweet. I, you can be the blue guy. I'll be the not blue guy. You know, I'll be honest. I think if I was ever going to do a Boba-style cosplay, I would rather do a Cobb Vanth than Boba. Yeah. I just think it would be cool. <laughs> 
So what did you think about Cobb here, though? We need to talk about the aesthetics of Cobb Vanth because what I alluded to earlier is that artist had kind of made Cobb's face a little bit more slender and, and drawn out, kind of more like Clone Wars. And you talk about Cad Bane, you said Cobb. Excuse me. Yes, I meant Cad Bane. Okay, so, Cad Bane. Yeah, they made I, the I face so, yeah. a little bit more elongated. The, the only thing that I didn't really like is they kind of give him more of like a Squidward looking nose. It just kind of looked. Yeah. It looked, I mean, not here, yeah. but in the, the, the edit. That's what I didn't like about it. It just kind of looked a little bit too much like Squidward. But like, what did you what did you think about about this uh, pr- uh, mask, prosthetic, you know, whatever we had here with with Cad? Or, yeah, you know, okay. f- for, for me, I think the the color was kind of the most jarring thing because the color is off. It's a little bit too light for me because, I mean, he's almost purple in Clone Wars. Mm. Mm-hmm. If, if I remember, I guess I'd have to look again, but I feel like he is more purple. Um, as far as like... <sighs> So as far as the costume, it's amazing. I think that the the mask wasn't poorly done. I think it it looked pretty realistic, or maybe it's just paint. I I don't know which really. I would imagine probably paint. It's but it's probably the, a combination of both. Yeah, there's got to be some prosthetic on there. Yeah, you would think so for the cheeks and everything, but the eyes, the eyes. Well, obviously the eyes, but but seriously, like the eyes were. Did they seem too big to you? Even for Cad, because I felt like they did. It, it may it, it kind of looked to me like a like an X Files alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely got that vibe. Yeah, and, and again, I, I'm I'm not hating on it. I thought it was fine. I thought it was effective for what it was. But yeah, I mean, and, and also the dialogue was very well done. But I kind of wish we would have gotten a little bit more of that accent. From Cad. Okay, but, you know. but here's the thing, though. Cad Bane was voiced by the original voice actor. Really? Yes, I, I did. Uh, interesting. Uh, That's interesting. Probably should have the actual name of. Uh, I'm. I'm fine. Hold on. Give me. Give me one. Hold on. <laughs> I, I'm. Uh, uh, one, one second, please. Just one. Oh, second. jeez. What's the guy's name? Uh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy! But I felt like there was a a substantial difference in the tone of his voice. Corey Burton, you know, stop he... talking. <laughs> <I'm> just, <sorry. laughs> Corey Burton. Okay. Yeah. So it was. It was. A no, that name sounds voice. very familiar. I feel like I know that from something else. Maybe a, quite a bit maybe actually. Google. But but uh, no, maybe I'm watching Google the episode right me. now. I can't. I can't. I can't watch any episode. Besides, it's not Star Wars related. <laughs> we never talk about anything not Star Wars related. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the voice was a little bit iffy for me. The eyes and uh, skin color was a little odd. Other than that, I think everything else was very well done. The dialogue was great. The outfit was awesome. The blaster was awesome. They did the even the back piece mm-hmm. going into his, his respirator-ish yep. looking thing is pretty awesome not cheaped out on that at all uh yeah and this was just an epic shootout i mean <laughs> a deputy kind of screwed him over royally because honestly i think 
I don't know. He all, Who do you think would have won without that happening? Uh, well, let, let, let me let me pause just real quick because I'm I'm in it now. Uh, he also voiced Count Dooku in in the Clone Wars. Oh, he series. did a lot. He did. He actually did a lot of voices, but it was basically like Dooku and and Cad Bane, Zero the Hut. Um. Quite, quite a few. He's also done like hmm. a lot of other Disney stuff. A lot of things tied to like, you know, the Mickey verse. He was. He also did like uh, voices for like Crash, some of the video games, uh-huh. um, a lot. Uh, just a, a lot. You know, just, again, one of those Tom Kenny type of deals where he's he's just been around mm-hmm. forever. A ton of, ton of voices uh, here and there. Anyway, very long. So your question was, who would I think would win between Cobb Vanth and Cad Bane if the deputy? Without the deputy. <laughs> I still think Cad Bane probably would have would have won. So. And I, I think the reason is is mainly because I think Vanth is, is um he's he's great, but I think he's old. I think that that's yeah. I think he he has been cast in the part of the the grizzled lawman who can deal with all the the thugs and everything but when you reach like the 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 big gunfighter like the real bad guy of the series he's the one who gets Marshall whited and that's a tombstone reference as well <laughs> um He's 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 just the guy who gets shot and you know POs the the hero of the show so if your question was who would win in a quick draw between Mando and Cad Bane at this point, I would say Mando would outdraw Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Yeah. Wouldn't matter anyway because he would just deflect it and shoot him regardless. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, Mando actually has real armor. Mando could be the <laughs> slowest draw ever. <laughs> you know, and by... Like, all right, I'm drawing, and also I'm loading yeah. my gun as I draw, and I still kill you first. Yeah. And also, you know... By the way, Cad like shot that deputy like four times too. Yeah, he's yeah, super overkill dead. for sure. He's super dead. <laughs> but I actually expected him to shoot him before any of that. Like you could tell he was just annoying him. Well, I think the the threat was always was always Vanth in that. So that's of course, yeah. However, yeah. seemed like he only shot him in the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So, so he. Will probably still be in this fight. If not, I think he'll rally the rest of the town because at this point, obviously, there's no chance of peace. Oh, so yeah. I don't think the town's going to be as apt to hide. No doubt. As they were talking. Now, I also did have another question uh, from somebody that I was talking to this week, and they had asked about uh, basically a scenario. So obviously, we got Cad Bane, but he's like, so if if you had the choice, would you rather see Cobb... Uh, Cad Bane, too many C names, or <laughs> Hondo Anaka just show up. Mm. I was not a huge Hondo fan, so I yeah, I'd rather see I don't, Cad Bane show. Up. I don't know. I don't. I don't even feel like you needed anybody, honestly. With, I understand why they did it absolutely, and I don't mind it, but just the sheer volume of pikes you'd be dealing with, especially when Boba still doesn't have an army Yeah, but at this point. But again, this is a Dave Filoni Western and he understands sure. Westerns and this is just the enforcer. This is like the guy that you're, that's supposed to scare everybody else. Cause the pikes aren't, 
the there's no uh pike that is being defined as like the master fighter guy yeah. so they're they're just going to be set down effectively but they have to have a champion there's always a champion right and another reason i would pick cat instead is because we have Fennec shan Sure. It, it, and we get to see yeah. a rematch, which will be amazing. Yeah, I thought about that, too. And that could be really, uh, really cool. I think as far as Hondo, I mean, Hondo would probably just be somebody on Boba's side. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, more co- comedic. I just don't necessarily think I need that that much. But, yeah, the the potential between uh, for a rematch of Fennec and Cad Bane is pretty cool. And I which I'm more interested in that than seeing Boba fight him because Boba has been very underwhelming this entire series as far as dealing with any threat at all. Not that he's really done a lot of fighting yet, but he he hasn't been that great. Certainly power scaling wise, he's weaker than he was in Mandalorian by far. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with you there. So, uh, I guess the last little piece here, well, two pieces, we are back at our bar with our favorite Twi'lek, um, which I totally will find her name again (laughs) as soon as I pull up the correct window with the correct 4,000 tabs and I'm looking and I'm looking, uh, Garza Fwip. Whip. Whip. Like cool whip. Whip good. Whip. And we see a couple of pikes come in here with the ice cream machine. And, you know, it's like, oh, that's the credits. They're like, gonna buy them off. No, you're all dead. Jizz is dead. Whip is dead. Those two helmet cleaners are dead. They're all dead, right? I would have to imagine. Based on blast radius, (laughs) we see the outside of it, but... I'll tell you what, this took a turn for me. I did not expect this. I expected the Pikes to buy off this bar and then become a very big problem. I was pretty surprised. Yeah, I was a little surprised that too, trying a little bit more in the way of, of subterfuge than, uh, than just straight up bombing. Now, I, th- well, I. And it's also odd too, because these people really have done nothing seemingly to. The Pikes, uh, they... but there again, Cobb Vanth literally killed three of them and dumped their spice, and he was given an option to just surrender. Well, but the only thing is, is like Cobb didn't align himself with Boba Fett. Whip did. True. So I, th- I, Although I think we, that that's we the... had questioned that quite a bit based off how that alliance was. Yeah. I think it's more just kind of uh, playing nice and seeing what happens well, she, more she, than a lie. I mean, she paid the tribute. So yeah, I think that that's kind of what matters here. And obviously Boba has been seen going in and out of this establishment as well. Yeah. But yeah, now, even though I was surprised, this is about one of the most gangster things we've seen happen yep. in this series. So I appreciated it. Yeah. A hundred percent. But yeah, poor, I don't know if, if old Max Rebo, I don't remember if he was sitting there or not, but you know, Max Rebo and the jizz band are, are done. Yeah. I can't believe I can't believe it. We didn't even get to hear the song. That one, one more song, time. One more time. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been awesome if Whip's like realizing the bombs going about to go off and she just turns around and it's like, quick, play it one more. 
Or, or that's the song that's playing. I didn't even remember what the song was playing, but it'd be funny if that was a song that was playing yeah. right at the end. It's like, just one more, one more time. <laughs> All right, let's get out of the bar and get back into the now completed uh, Jedi decision room. <laughs> so Luke presents Grogu with a choice. And he shows Mando's gift, which <laughs> not what we expected. A little is disappointing. A little me and very hilarious. It, it, it's a little me thrill uh, chainmail shirt. It's I, adorable, you know, and it totally would not fit him. Look at that neck hole. That ain't fitting his big head. They may or may not have thought that out very much. Maybe it expands, okay? Maybe it expands. Yes, yeah, maybe. Um, I thought that that was funny. My first thought was, if you remember back in Lord of the Rings in uh, Two Towers, where they're getting ready to defend Helm's Deep and Gimli, the dwarf, uh, puts on a giant thing of armor, and it hits <laughs> or uh, chain mail, and it hits the ground. It's like, didn't yeah. have time. Uh, it, obviously this is the reverse. We have a little tiny shirt, but that's what I just thought of, you know, like little, you know, a dwarf, uh, putting on this giant thing. And then we have this little tiny, like schmedium, uh, you know, the, the extra small chainmail mithril shirt, which, uh, which I thought was kind of funny, but not a bad I want gift. A helmet. Though. I knew it wasn't going to be, yeah. but I want a helmet. Well, we both <laughs> wanted a helmet or at least like a chess piece or something. But this is kind of practical, I guess. It would be, honestly, wouldn't it be a bad idea for Jedi well, to protect have... you more realistically than what Mando's armor would because it covers your entire body. Uh, true. From front to back. Think about this. If those Jedi that were defending Grogu had these, you know, getting shot in the chest, <laughs> it would have been fine. They would have just kept swinging away. They'd just away. be supermanning it, just like, <laughs> come on, hit me. Hit me. Like that, uh, what is it? <laughs> Have you seen the, the Batman trailer where he gets like shot by like a machine gun, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's just like that. <laughs> keeps going. Old, Not to mention now I just think of that scene where they're making this for him completely differently because that took a whole damn spear. If I were Mando yeah. right there, I'd be looking at the, uh, <laughs> my my fearless leader like, so what else did you make? Where's the rest? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> was I, that for, was that just the spear tip? I think it was the tip. Yeah, just the tip. Yeah. But just the tip. But that would have taken so long to make, though. Like those oh those, those chain link deals are are they're not a joke. It takes a long time to make. And how did she know the measurements? I mean, come on. Right. Well, clearly she didn't. So that <laughs> she guessed. Right. So that's choice number one. Choice number two, however is flipping Yoda's lightsaber. I, I feel like I know what I would choose if I were Kroku in that moment. The chainmail. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy's armor. <laughs> I choose... I choose... Both. Both. <laughs> Phil, Phil Lamar comes in. Both. Um, he, he quickly uses the force to put the chainmail on and hold the lightsaber. Luke's looking at him like... You... I, I don't think I can beat him. <laughs> he has become indestructible. He cannot be defeated. Uh, no, th no, this is, see, this is where you have James Earl Jones because he'd be like, 
Now I am the master. <laughs> you thought I had forgotten everything, but now I remember how to kick your butt. When I left, I was but the student. Now I am the master. Oh, what a time. So anyway, this is the choice put before Grogu. Um, effectively, if you take the chain mail, you can go back to Mando. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're a foundling. You can follow that creed or you follow our creed, take the saber, learn how to use it, do cool. Which, by space. the way, don't give Grogu that saber yet. He's not ready. Uh, I just see thousands of sliced open frogs just filleted. <laughs> He's like, I like them crispy. You just, the start of episode seven, you see a, a frog just flying through the air and Grogu's holding out his lightsaber. It just cuts him right down the middle. <laughs> I just, I like them a little crispy. Broiled. I just like the frog legs. Broiled. Just the frog legs. Yeah, um, anyway, so we don't get to know what the choice is right now. And again, this is like one of those things. Is it going to be made in Mando? Is it going to be Mandalorian? Or is it going to be made in its own independent series? You know, clearly a little bit more set up for um, Ahsoka series, right? You know, we have that here. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know man I mean there's there's a lot there's a lot that went in went into this episode it's pretty epic it's just it's so jam packed and you compare it to the last well not last week's episode but the the first four so much happens so much is established compared to what we have in the past yeah. it's amazing did you and the fan service is so good yeah. By the way, did you uh, look at the this, the art sketches that they always pop up at the end of the episode for this episode? No, I did this time. I want like many of them. Yeah, like, like for my wall, custom made art for all of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm gonna get screen grabs and then just do them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them are really really cool there. So anyway, yeah, I'm kind of looking at them now. I do love the one where they're walking together. Yeah, and he's just looking down on that's pretty epic well i mean even the, the cad bane one's cool the uh mm-hmm. one with like luke uh, holding out the box you know to grow good a lot of it's just yeah. so cool so anyway anything else we need to talk about for this episode are we ready to go on to ratings no i think we're ready for ratings okay oh and by the way the conceptualized artwork for the saber is totally just luke's saber right <laughs> well anakin's <laughs> saber the youngling slayer 5000 so I thought that you was mean fun. Ray's saber? <laughs> no, Ray has a yellow saber. Completely different. Uh, all right, man. So, do you even want the art where the frog is jumping towards Grogu? No, not that one. Just do you even want that? You want no, that, no, don't you? Uh huh. All right, dude. So go ahead. What What do we got rating wise? And give us twenty five out of ten. <laughs> all right. So we're not gonna be serious. <laughs> I get it now. It's fine. No, I'm giving this episode a nine. It's amazing. It's awesome. I'm not willing to go above nine because I don't want to write myself into a corner in case next episode's better. But it's a solid nine. It's great. Just absolutely awesome. Yeah. The fan service is ridiculous. Dave Filoni is ridiculous. He loves us. 
He truly is the ultimate Star Wars nerd. <laughs> Dave. Dave Skywalker. <laughs> so IMDb-wise, they have this at a 9.6 with 14,000 ratings in. 74% are 10s. Wow. 0.7%. Wow. Point, yeah, 0.7% are one. So, like, it's all basically, like, and, again, 74% is a 10, 15.6% 9, 5% 8, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, insanely high, highly rated episode here. Yeah. And I'll say the only reason I don't want to go any higher is because, again, we just don't care about Boba Fett anymore. And I'm okay with it at this point. We, we just don't. But it is still sad because it had potential yeah. to be more. The series <laughs> as a whole currently is setting at a 7.8 with almost 50,000 And think what it would votes. be without this, though. <laughs> it, yeah. It'd be pretty bad, pretty abysmal without it. Yeah, exactly. Well, apparently has they're already showing nominations what is it nominated for? Cinema Audio Society, Costume Designers, Guild Award, Motion Picture, Sound Editors. I mean, what the hell? These aren't real awards. Get out of here. All right. So, yeah, for me, I would say... <sighs> what do I want to give this look? It was a great episode. It really kind of mm-hmm. kept me on my feet throughout the entire time. It does feel a bit out of place for this um, for this series as it has nothing to do with Boba Fett. Oh, here's an interesting phenomenon. Episode 1, 7.4. Episode 2, 8.3. Episode three, six point four. That's Go Go Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Episode four, seven point six. Episode five, nine point four. Episode <laughs> six, nine point six. Gee, I wonder what the correlation I is. Wonder what, I wonder what happened. <laughs> um, so yeah, as far as a rating, it was when Boba changed his uh, armor and he went in chrome. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> so. For me, it it avoided a lot of the kind of almost cringy pitfalls that the last Mandalorian episode had. Um, And it actually told some really interesting stories and harped on a lot of very interesting themes that I am interested in, which made it interesting. Um, Very interesting. So, yeah, I I think it it was the best episode of Book of Boba Fett. That much is for sure. Um... But at what cost? <laughs> but at what cost? It cost us everything. So I, I'm going to probably be just slightly more generous, but not as generous as the, the fandom is being. Um, and I'll, I'll, I, my, my thought was 9.2. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. Really, really good episode overall. A lot of cool stuff to touch on, but definitely just such a, almost a jump off point for everything else that's going on. So, but good stuff. Very good stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely agree. Kind of leaves the only question left to be asked. Uh, what do you think 
will happen in about four days when we see the finale. <laughs> well, I think at that point we're we're getting back to the Boba Fett side of things. What'll be interesting is um, who will kind of lead the particular charge. You know what I mean? And That's also, what I was thinking because I don't really think we're going to see a lot of Boba fighting. I mean, he's I surrounding himself with all these main characters. I, well, I so the next know. episode is Robert Rodriguez again. So I actually think they mm. will. I, th- I think we'll see Boba front and center. Um, what'll be interesting is who takes on Cad Bane? What else do they have up their sleeve? And uh, are there any betrayals? Betrayals mm-hmm. will be interesting. So, yeah, it should be interesting. I, I'm, there could also be another swerve if you think about it. Uh, is this just the Pike Syndicate or is it going to set the stage for um, Black Sun? Yeah. Because we've talked about the potential for a, uh, for a Kira series, you know, bringing back mm-hmm. Amelia Clark. So yeah. I think that that's possible because even the huts said this is like bigger than what you think it is type of deal. Like you don't know what's going on. And I think it, I mean, it's just the pikes. We understand the pikes. I think it's bigger than that. Um, and then the other question becomes, is this a limited series? Mm -hmm. That's really, that's really a big thing because if it's not, then I feel like Mando is just going to be black sun which unfortunately yeah. is what we kind of, we, we got a little irritated about War of the Bounty Hunters with because mm-hmm. it was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the premise was dumb. Yeah, and very repetitive. And I, I cringe at the idea of how they would make it repetitive in the show too. Well, I just, I just don't want to see it devolve into War of the Bounty Hunters. I, I want it to be something different. I mean, Black Sun could be cool. Mm-hmm. Could be cool. But um, I don't know. I don't know if it'll even go in that direction, but it seems like they're kind of pulling back from, like, you know, kind of the retaking of Mandalore, which is sort of what we envisioned the next season of Mando being. But you have to tie this in because you had Mando in this show. Yeah, so you don't have a choice now. I think the biggest question on everyone's minds is going to be what, body count for Ezra and Sabine will be when they introduce them. Because who else are you going to bring in? <laughs> what the body count is. It's all about the body count with you, you <laughs> sicko. Uh, I'm serious. Through this entire episode, I kept thinking, it's like, who's next? Ezra? <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Is Ezra going to be... And don't get me wrong, if we see him on Yavin 4 with Ahsoka and Luke, that'd be freaking awesome. I think awesome, that'll... That, that <laughs> I feel like, will be the, the Ahsoka It's got to be Ahsoka. That'll it's be the be. series for that. I think we're kind of done with Jedi for now, for this show. Yeah. And I think we're probably done with Jedi and Mando for the time being. Probably. I think we've got other things that are going to pop up there. But we'll see. Plenty of time. Uh, but yeah, we are really close to wrapping up Boba Fett and possibly May release of um, Kenobi. Kenobi. We've got some back-issue comics in the High Republic that we're going to talk about. We've got two High Republic books that we're thinking about. We've got Thrawn that we uh, need to get through as well. So there is a lot. Have you read Thrawn? Mm-mm. I haven't I haven't yeah. even started any of that yet. I figured we'd do it fresh when we're ready to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not. Uh, I have not uh, gone into the higher public stuff either. I haven't heard anything really about it. I I, I don't think it's yeah, it's as highly I rated seen as anything. the other ones are though. Well, I, I know that when we were going through High Republic, it seemed like every other day I was getting some big chunk of information from the comics, and mm-hmm. you know had some spoilers from it too. But it's just gone silent. It's kind of kind of scary honestly <laughs> yeah no doubt so anyway i think that's about where we need to start cutting it off we went rather long this time so anything else <laughs> we need to chat about before we start to let them go no i think we're good all right well folks hopefully you enjoyed the episode i'd love to hear from you guys if you have any thoughts on you know this episode or the potential future uh, of Star Wars television or, or books or whatever. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at TC Plan Podcast, Facebook, if you want to find us there. We may or may not be there, but we are there in spirit. Uh, or just send us an email. I'd love to hear just anything. You know, that's a good place to send a, a long form or whatever. Uh, and that's to TC Plan Podcast at gmail.com. But for now, uh, we are going to get out of here. So you guys have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the Force be with you.